Quarkcast Nation. Welcome back. I, we are super excited about this latest initiative that we are throwing down. We're doing these mini casts based on old episodes, five to 10 minute clips of high yield content talking about, yo, sleep, nutrition, wellness altogether, your overall well-being, stuff that we've covered that I think could benefit the masses. Our first one we're doing with Dr. Kirk Parsley talking about sleep. He was part of a two-parter. This man's a gem. I hope you really enjoy this. For those that haven't signed up already, solve in wellness. How we're changing that boogie, healthcare providers with a virtual f- format, getting online workouts, yoga, nutrition tips, cooking classes. No, I mean, and just creating that community where we're supporting each other, trying to reduce that burnout. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, join us. Go to solvingwellness.com. Year for $99 each month, $9.99 if you prefer. Regardless, you get that first month free. Check it. Anyways, without further ado, let's get on the mini cast with Dr. Kirk Parsley. I, I meant to say this earlier when I was on my diatribe of how, how I got to where I am. I, I used to start the I used to start the, my lectures with uh you know, the definition of sleep. And then I'd go into the, what I called the four pillars of health, which was sleep, nutrition, exercise, and stress mitigation. Um, and I've since switched that. And there's three pillars of health sitting on this foundation of sleep, because I honestly do not think that there is any, well, I know for a fact, um, I, I know it as, as well as I know anything, as, as, as much as anyone can know anything, I know for sure that poor sleep impacts every single area of your life. And the area that it impacts most is whichever area is most important to you because it impacts every area probably equally as bad. What most people don't think through is that the primary thing that makes us capable in today's society is our prefrontal cortex. Mm -hmm. And the prefrontal cortex is in is impaired by stress hormones. So if you're using stress hormones to compensate for poor sleep, you're decreasing executive functioning. And that's your ability to communicate. That's your ability to be a parent. That's your ability to make a good decision. It's your ability to solve problems. It's your ability to plan. It's your ability to, it's your, as Anthony Sapolsky calls it, um, or Robert Sapolsky calls it, uh, <clears throat> he calls it the simulator. So we can actually try an idea out. If we have a good prefrontal cortex, we can say, all right, there's three options here. Let me think. I'm going to see what each one of these things would most likely lead to. When I get these really sort of frenetic paced uh, clients that I work with in these annual programs, these people haven't slept well in decades, a lot of them. And they think, oh, I'm going to get up and I'm going to da-da-da-da-da-da. Well, all the research proves that you will actually get less done because your prefrontal cortex won't be for working as well. And you're going to make a lot of mistakes that you're going to have to repair. And you're going to, there's going to be inefficiencies and there's going to be brain lapses. And if you're, if you're sleep deprived enough, you're actually going to do little micro sleeps where you're falling asleep. You don't even know you're asleep. Um, and then you're coming back to wakefulness and it's like a blip in the matrix and you don't even really know what happened. And you just keep going on about your day. Um, but once I get these people, once I convince them how important sleep is, which is 90, like I said, 99% of the battle is getting them to believe that they need to sleep and I get them to make it their priority. 
And by the way, if you, if you want to be my client, like this, this comes out before you be, you can become my client is that you're going to try sleeping uh, as your priority for a while. And then once I get people and they still resist it, don't get me wrong. Like they're still resisting. They're like, no, give me hormones and peptides and make me feel better. I'm like, no, no, you're going to sleep. And uh, <clears throat> I get people to sleep. And once they've slept for three or four days and they've slept well uh, for three or four days and they've gotten adequate sleep, uh, for three or four days, they will literally say things like, man, it's like somebody put a filter over everything and all the colors are hyper. Or like the, the whole world seems brighter to me, man. Like everything seems so much more simplistic and calm. Like what, I don't remember feeling this good. And once they've lived in that space, sadly, I mean, the relapse is high, but once they've lived in that space, if you can get them to live in that space for a month consistently, usually I find that they'll never go back. They become disinhibited. It's because they don't realize they're disinhibited, right? If you knew there's like, yeah, I took a drug and I'm just feeling disinhibited right now, but I know that's a bad idea because all the, like the, the other 99.9% .9 of my life that I've been awake and sober, I've known that that was a bad idea. So I'm not going to do that now. But what happens when you're drunk is you, you lose you lose the ability to assess yourself, like your self-awareness goes away. And that's why you think you can drive when you're drunk and you think, Oh, I'm not impaired. Well, the same thing happens when you sleep deprived people. So you take somebody and you, and you test them, you teach them something and test them or you test them in something that they already do. doesn't matter. You test them while they're sleep adapted. They've been sleeping well for a while. And then you, and then you take away two hours of sleep from them. Instead of sleeping eight hours, they sleep six hours and they come back the next day and you test them. They'll do worse. <clears throat> Interestingly, you ask them, how do you think you did? And they say, I did worse. I, I was tired. I know I, thought I did worse. And then you do it again the next day and the same thing happens and do it again the next day and the same thing happens. But by about the fourth day, they still, they're still doing just as badly. Uh, their, their performance is still declining. But when you ask them how they think they did, they say, I think I did fine. I've, I've completely adapted to this new sleep schedule and I think I've, I think I did just fine. And then you can show them the data and they'll, they, and there's documentation that the, the subjects will actually argue with the researchers that their data is wrong because they know, they, they know, they know for a fact that they did just as well today as they had been doing before. So is that why you hear those people that, that say like, Oh, I could operate on four hours of sleep. No problem. I feel good. Right. Like that's the science right. behind it. Wow. Right. I hope you enjoyed that mini cast. Leave any comments at quadcast99 at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook at Quadcast. Leave that five-star rating on iTunes. You know, it helps with our visibility. Helps us to continue to change that boogie. Sign up for Solving Wellness. Go to solvingwellness.com for more info. And uh, thanks for listening in. And we'll connect again real soon. Peace.